This is yours truly, Tyler Freeman, and I want to welcome you to this podcast titled, What Does the Bible Say? You have questions, we have answers, biblical answers for your questions. Listen, this is the very first episode of this podcast, and I'm so excited. And I was thinking to myself, what should I start off talking about that will really set things off? And at first I was like, you know what, I'm going to talk about purpose. You know, what does the Bible have to say about purpose? You know, because you know, that's a good topic, you know, <laughs> that's a good topic. But, you know, I said, nah, I, I think I could take it up a notch. I, I, I want to I wanna talk about something they didn't see coming. And so today we are going to discuss um, COVID-19. <laughs> We're going to discuss the very thing that has basically canceled events. It has closed businesses. It has shut down churches. This thing, this wicked plague, <laughs> uh, wicked virus, we're going to talk about it. And of course, we know that the Bible um, does not have the name COVID-19 um, specifically in the Bible, but we do know that this virus, it is a a disease. We know that it's a sickness. Um, the Bible, we know, calls it a pestilence. We know that it's a pestilence. It's a plague. So whatever you want to call it, it's in the word of God. And we need to discuss it because a lot of people have a lot of theories about it and they are so confused about what's going on. And is this all part of God's plan to bring us back to him? What, I mean, what's going on? Okay, and so I want to help you um, uncover this question because even I had this question months ago, and I really had to sit down and be like, "Man, let's go to the Word of God. Let's go to the Word of God. Let's let, let's see what the Word of God has to say." So I want us to first go to the Book of Matthew, chapter twenty-four, because this is going to first help us. Um, the disciples are going to Jesus. Well, I mean, they're with Jesus and they set him aside and they ask him, you know, tell us the signs of the end. Uh, when will the word end? And just tell us how will we know? And when you get to Matthew chapter 24, verse four, he lets us know, he says, take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive, shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars and see that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Verse 7. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. Stop there. So a lot of people... They go to Matthew chapter 24, verse 7, and when they see pestilences and they see earthquakes and they see all of that, they think that this is the signs of the end, okay? And I want to let you know that we all live in, in the last days. We all live in, in the last days. This is no surprise for many of us. We are living in, as Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, perilous times. He said, in the end, perilous times shall come. We are living in those times. We are living where people are just going crazy. I mean, this virus that has came and everything else that has come this year 
has really showed you the best of people or the worst of people. It really has. And so, yes, we are living in the end times. We are living in times where we need to pray, get on our knees more than social media, more than on uh, 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 watching TV, more than anything else. We need to be on our knees. So we are living in these times. But notice what he said in verse 8. He said, these things are just the beginning of sorrows. In other words, we have not seen nothing yet. Y'all think COVID-19 is bad. We have not yet seen all the things that are yet to come. We have not seen it. So verse 8, he tells us that these are just the beginning of sorrows. So these things are just the, the, uh, what we would call it, the tip of the iceberg, you know, the icing, well, not the icing on the cake. You know, you guys know what I mean. This is not exactly the end just yet. This is just the beginning of sorrows, just leading up to it, okay? And so now we have that question. Then another question is asked and brought up and saying, well, is this thing from God? Is this uh, virus thing from God? Did God uh, make this and why did he allow it to happen? Why did he allow this to happen? And I, I can see why people immediately assume and think and believe that this is God doing this because they go to the book of Isaiah chapter 26, verse 20. I'm going to take you there real quick. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 20. They go there and they use this scripture to uh, help explain why they believe that God is a part of this, why God is doing this. Okay. Um, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 20. It says, come, my people, enter into your chambers, shut your doors, hide yourselves for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. For behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. This is the passage that people go to when they are feeling that, uh, when, when they don't have the answer to what is going on. They go to this passage, and many believe that this is God's doing. He is so upset that he is wiping everything and everyone off the face of the earth, okay? And a lot of people believe that. And at one point, for a second, I was starting to believe that for just a second, until I realized that something was off. Something was off with that. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why that's off. Because, first of all, let's think about this. Let's think about this for a second, all right? We have businesses that are shut down. Events. Things that people were counting to go to and enjoy and do, participate be a part of, cancel. Churches, surprisingly, churches shutting down. Everything's online. Schools closing. Okay? Schools are closing. and You know the parents ain't happy about that. <laughs> that is happening. What else? I was going to say something else. 
But those are just things that we know that is going on. And of course, the president is telling us and our governors are telling us, you know, it's best to not have many people in your homes, you know, stay home, don't go out much because we don't want this thing to spread. Or if you do go out, wear a mask. And a lot of people believe that this mask, I'm sorry, not this mask, this virus has come from the government. The government is a part of this. A lot of people say that China, uh, this came from China and it came over here and now it spread. And um, I, I, would, I would like to think, to be honest, I would like to think that this uh, COVID-19, I would like to think that the government has a part, notice I didn't say everything, but a part of, of the virus because uh, immediately after uh, COVID spread, now this vaccine is really starting to be on the rise and they are trying to make it mandatory for us to have it in order for us to do certain things. And a lot of people are asking the question now, is the vaccine the mark of the beast? And I just want to answer that question for many of us who have that same question. Is the vaccine the mark of the beast? And the answer is no, because the Bible lets us know in Revelation, and I'm sorry, in Revelation chapter 13, okay, in Revelation chapter 13, that we will know the mark of the beast by this mark that is given on the right hand or on the forehead. That's in Revelation chapter 13, verse 16. So you will know in the future that if you decide to take this mark of the beast, it will be shown through your right hand or on your forehead. You cannot attach a vaccine or a shot on your right hand, on your forehead. Um, it needs to be shown, needs to be evident that you have taken it, okay? So that's what's going to happen. So no, this vaccine, let me answer that question. The vaccine is not the mark of the beast. However, I do believe that it is leading up to the mark of the beast. I do believe that once the government sees how much people are going crazy over that over the vaccine, I do believe that people will begin to end up uh, wanting more and the mark of the beast is just going to come. And let me just inform you that the, the chip has already been invented. Like it's not still in the process of being done. No, it's already invented. It's already finished. They're just waiting for the right time. You know, they're just waiting for the right time. And so, but anyway, just to answer your question about that. So a lot of people are asking this question, is this virus from God? What is going on, God? Why is this going on? Okay. And it's so easy to blame God when so many things happen around us. When we see on the news, all these things, it's so easy to blame God. But I want to let you know that this thing that's going on that has completely destroyed um, lives, this thing is not from God. I want to take you to a scripture in the book of John, 2 John chapter 10, verse 10, okay? The book of John chapter 10, verse 10. This is a very familiar passage that many of us have heard, many of us have read. 
Many of us shout, scream, dance, holler, do the two-step, the soldier boy, run three laps across the track field. But however, I don't believe that we've really taken the time to really um, think about what is being said. Jesus tells us in John chapter 10 for context, he's talking about the good shepherd and how the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And of course, we know that Jesus, he is the good shepherd. And we go to verse 10. He says that the thief cometh. Now, who is the thief? The thief is the adversary, the devil, Satan himself. It says that the thief comes but to steal, kill, and to destroy. But guess what Jesus said? He said, but I come that they may have life. Who's they? The sheep, us, humanity. He said, I've come that they might have life and that they may have it, what? More abundantly. So if you separate the two, the good shepherd and the thief, okay, who would you say, after what we just read, who would you say is a part of COVID-19? Who would you say is a part of it? Because the good shepherd is offering life. The thief is not offering that. In fact, he, he wants to destroy it. He wants to destroy life, okay? This thing that's going on in our country, in the whole entire world, this thing that's going on, it is not from God. Because God is not using his wrath to bring us to repentance. You want to know scripture that really changed my life? It's found in the book of Romans, chapter 2, verse 4. And I'm closing. The book of Romans, chapter 2, verse 4, really changed my life. Because for years, I have thought that the only way God can bring us back to him is through his wrath, through him punishing us. But that's not true. Romans chapter 2 verse 4 lets us know that it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. What? <laughs> his kindness? I thought it was his wrath. I thought it was his anger. No, the Bible says his kindness leads us to repentance. Do you not know that in Luke chapter 6, 35, I'm going to take y'all there real quick. Luke chapter third, I'm, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 6, verse 35 says another um, thing that's profound. Jesus is talking. He says, but love your enemies and do good and lend hoping for nothing again. And ye shall reward, ye shall be rewarded and be great. And ye shall be called the children of the highest, which is God. For he is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. What? <laughs> this is crazy because this God that we serve, he is no respecter of persons. The Bible says he rings on the just as well as the unjust. So this God that we serve, he is not as, um, <laughs> he is not as upset as we think he is. Psalm 30 verse 5 says his anger is but for a moment. Now, of course, we know that God does get mad. In fact, Psalm 711, it lets us know that he's angry with the wicked every day. Of course, we know that. However, God is slow to anger. God's anger towards us, his people, his sheep, is slow. All right? Slow to anger. And I say that because when you go to the book of Isaiah and what we just read in Isaiah chapter 26, that was under the old covenant. And under the old covenant, 
you literally had to be perfect. Well, try to be perfect. That was the assumption because you had 613 laws. A lot of people think there were 10 laws because of the Ten Commandments. Well, no, that's not true. Um, God only brought out 10 of the 10 of those 613 laws just to show us we can't even do 10. But that's a whole nother uh, discussion for uh, another episode. But however, 613 laws, we had to obey those laws. 613. It was impossible to obey every law. Your boy would have been stoned if I if I lived in those times, I, I would not have I would not have made it. The day that the laws were established would be the day I would be stoned. <laughs> I'm so serious. I'm very serious because it was just impossible to obey all 613 laws. That's why Jesus came. He came to, as the Bible says, to fulfill the law. He did, he said, "I didn't come to abolish the law, but I came to fulfill it." And when Jesus came and when he died on the cross, we were under a new covenant. In the old covenant, you had the high priest that atoned for our sins once a year. The people's sins were atoned for once a year, y'all. But when Jesus died, he is our high priest. So that when we sin and we know that the things we are doing are not pleasing in his sight, what we have just done was not right. We can go to him and 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 lets us know if we confess our sins and ask him for forgiveness, he is he will forgive us and he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. And under the old covenant, y'all, God's wrath had to be revealed because that was the only way to get the people back to him because there was no new covenant. There was no better covenant at that time. The only way God would get our attention under the old covenant was through punishment. It was through punishment. So when the new covenant came, we have access to go to God for ourselves and confess our sins. So we don't have to stay bound. Now, of course, we know that sin does have consequences. Sin does have consequences. However, God does forgive us and he is merciful. So I say all of that to say this. If God is a part of COVID-19, all of us would be dead. Because all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If we are still under the old covenant and COVID-19 is happening now, all of us would be dead. None of us would be alive because all of us have sin. And all of our sins were put on Jesus on the cross. That's why when Jesus said, um, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabbatani, that was the moment where God turned his back on Jesus because so much sin of what was, is, and will be. All the sin, all of it was put on Jesus. And God had to literally turn his back so that he will never have to turn his back on us. Did you hear what I just said? God turned his back on Jesus so that he won't have to turn his back on us. It's us that turns our back on him, but he will never turn his back on us.
He told us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. He is with us always. And notice when you get to the New Testament, this new covenant, listen, you have never read anything about a plague sweeping through the city and people dying. No, no, that's not God's wrath. It's not God's wrath. So I say that to say this, we got to stop looking at this as if God is upset and he's wiping everything and everybody because God is a good God. This is not an attack from God. The enemy is behind this. And this can be stopped by the prayers of the righteous. James 5, 16 says, the prayers of the righteous availeth much. So what we need to do, how we should respond to this, is getting on our faces and crying out to God and taking authority over our city, taking authority over our jobs, taking authority over the region that we are in. Take authority, take territory, and tell sickness it is not our portion. Because every sickness you can think of was put on Jesus at Calvary. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Every sickness that we can think of was put on Jesus at Calvary. There's a scripture, and I'm closing for real. I know that's my second close, but I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> In the book of 1 Peter, the book of 1 Peter, chapter 2, verse 24, says something so profound. It says, who his own self bear our sins, which is Jesus, in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live into righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. We were already healed when Jesus died on Calvary. So we don't have to accept sickness. We don't have to accept COVID. We don't have to accept uh, cancer. We don't have to accept any disease that comes nigh that's, that, that tries to come nigh our dwelling. Psalms 91 verse 10, and really that's a passage that I would recommend every listener to read. Every listener to, um, to read. Psalms 91 in its entirety. It's so powerful. It's a promise of protection. God's protection over us. Psalms 91 verse 10 says, No evil shall befall us, no plague come nigh thy dwelling, because he will give his angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. That's the word of God. That's the promise he has made to us. So we don't have to accept COVID. We can tell COVID, the word of God, that no evil is going to come my way. It will not trip me up. No plague come not my dwelling. The weapon will form, but it's not going to prosper. So whatever evil comes my way, it won't prosper. That's the word of God. So COVID-19 has affected a lot of us. However, there are positives. Many lives have changed. Many people have converted from Muslims to Christianity. Many people have gave them, give, given their lives to Christ. Many people have changed. Many people have different desires. Many people have new ideas, new creativity. I mean, so, so many positives out of all of this. Now, of course, I'm not Grateful, not glad for COVID-19 happening, but I am grateful that during this whole pandemic, my heart has changed and God is making me uh, more like him. So I can testify that your boy has been changed due to this pandemic and all that's going on. But we don't have to accept sickness because it is not our portion. 
Yeah, it's not our portion. Well, this was fun. I enjoyed talking to you. I'm so excited to keep talking, having these discussions. Did you enjoy this episode? Did you? Like, did you really? Like, from one to five. No, I'm playing. Uh, (laughs) Seriously, I really had fun doing this. I'm so excited to do more with you. This is your boy, Tyler Freeman, signing off. I really hope that you have grasped something, just a little nugget of what um, I have said. Because we really have to get to the word of God to look for the answers. And really study. The Bible says study to show yourself approved. And I believe when we do that, we will get real clear biblical answers. And I believe I'm just just a post sign to just lead you to the word of God. But I'm excited for this. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Continue to keep listening. And we will just con- we will keep this going. This is going to be fun. This is your boy, Tyler Freeman, signing off. Until next time, peace out. God bless.